Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a follow on Facebook at facebook.com slash thegaragerockshow. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show podcast. Chris here with our special guest this week, Dahlia. How's it going? What's up, Garage Rock Show listeners? And Charles, what's going on, man? 37. 37. 37. What does that mean? That's episode 37. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Very true. Episode 37. <laughs> Friday, December 7th. On <laughs> this day today, you can enter to win our, our prize pack. Our garage prize closet is either your choice of either Led Zeppelin's How the West Was Won remastered 3 CD set, David Bowie's Let's Dance 2018 remastered CD, or Pink Floyd the Early Years Blu-ray DVD CD combo. Ooh. Your choice and if you want to win, all you got to do is text the word PRIZE to 68683 for this week's giveaway. Oh, I'm texting so, it right now. Good luck. You can't, you can't win, Charles. <laughs> well, anybody who wins, just do us a favor. Leave your home address and an easy way to get in your house. Because <laughs> all of those are amazing. Trace, trace your key on a piece of paper so we can copy it. Uh, yep. new, new album's out today. On the Billboard charts, Brett Young, Gucci Mane, Ice Cube's got a new one. Oh, yeah. Everything's corrupt. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Gotta check that out. It's Van Friday. Morrison. Van Morrison's got one, too. Uh, the Prophet Speaks, Extension. Uh, he's the... Uh, extension. Oh, he died. How do you say that name? Extension. Um, extension. Extension? Oh, like an extension. I guess so. He's <laughs> got a posthumous release. He already, he, you know, he passed away earlier this year, but he has an album coming out today. So check that out. It looks mm-hmm. like Triple X Temptation. <laughs> oh yeah, um, maybe title skins. All right, Triple. there you go. I was thinking almost ex- like a softcore porn. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Like yeah, that does like, sound like c- a softcore porn. Like a Cinemax movie, <laughs> yeah. like a two a.m. <laughs> uh, all right. So this next week will be the last reporting week of the year for new music spins. It always tapers off in terms of new music. That's why we only got about five albums coming out today, Mm. uh, this time of year. So this week on The Garage and next week will be our last regular episodes of the year. You can stream it anytime, Saturdays, 6 to 7 p.m., 1057thebear.com, 105.7 FM, also 1660 AM. And then uh, the last two weekends of this month, we're going to do our favorite tracks of 2018 and songs by artists we've lost in 2018 uh, episodes to finish out the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, which sadly I think kicks off our well, we got the Rockville lineup, but there was a death this week that I want to talk about real quick that I added to the prep site. Uh, actually, as I was putting it together, um, unfortunately, the death of Pet, uh, excuse me, <clears throat> unfortunately, the death of Pete Shelley, one of the UK's most influential and prolific songwriters, co-founder of the seminal original punk band Buzzcocks. Pete has passed away. He was 63. The suspected cause Young. of death is a heart attack. So that's unfortunate. Oh, yeah. I wonder if it have to do with health issues, you know, things like that. Of course, the Buzzcocks, vastly influential pillar of Manchester's influential punk scene in the 70s, along with contemporaries like Magazine and the Sex Pistols. The band was formed in 1976 by Shelley and co-founder original singer Howard DeVoto. He left the band in 77, and Shelly stepping in as frontman main songwriter ever since. So he's been an original member, passed R.I.P. away. Yeah, age 63. So we'll be featuring the Buzzcocks in our 2018 In Memoriam episode. So back to the uh, first headlines of the week. Check out this festival lineup here, guys. Damn, that's amazing. The Welcome to Rockville Festival, May 3rd, 4th, and 5th, 2019, Jacksonville, Florida. Dahlia, what are you, what, what's grabbing you off this lineup? Um, let's see here. There are a lot of awesome artists. What I've are never a couple seen, of the artists? Well, I've never seen The Prodigy. Uh, yeah. we, we've seen Flogging Molly. Um, let's see. Rob Zombie. I've never seen Rob Zombie live. No? No, no. Um, uh, let's see. Judas Priest. I don't know. Yeah, probably I would like to see Judas Priest. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Charles, what do you got? Oh, I already see Starset. 
That's big for me. I don't have my glasses on, um, and you do. So <laughs> I'm like, I can't read the lineup. Star set. We got Tool, you know, of course. Incubus. Incubus is always, they always put on a good show. They were Bring, actually yeah. really good at Aftershock mm-hmm. uh, Bring, this year. Bring Me the Horizon, although you guys, you know, didn't speak too highly of them in the last episode. Push it back. And, 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 and they Push just, it back. Yeah. Push it back. Yeah. I um, That may have been how that guy died. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually in this this week's horrible, prep site. That's a horrible thing to say. A fan <laughs> passed away at a brief. That's coming up. We haven't talked push, about that push yet. Push it back. Push it back. That's that's how he sounded, uh, listeners, when we went to go see him live. But I thought they put on a really good live performance. Oh, yeah. No, they were great. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. So I've seen, let's see, I've seen Yellow Wolf. Um, I've been listening. Actually, it's weird uh, because um, I've been listening to Bad Flower. Have you guys heard Bad Flower before? Yeah, we've played them on the bear. Yeah, so I've been listening to Bad Flower a little bit lately because they're good gym music. Like, they're good kind of pump like pump you up music. So right, right on. There's a lot of people. But Tool, you know, Tool's the one. Always a good uh, indicator of the uh, touring acts of the summer. So a uh, good lineup there, Rockville. Great Same lineup. guys uh, that put on Aftershock. So always a good indicator of some Yo. artists that are, that are working with Danny Winmer Presents. So sense. we may see some of these artists at Aftershock. We shall see. I still, my money's on Tool and Slipknot. That album has, or that's... Uh, Lineup has not come out, but I'm I'm predicting Tool and Slipknot as the headliners for Aftershock 2019. We shall oh, see. That'd be great. We shall see. Uh, also, big news in the music world has the Kennedy Center Honors. It's 2018 Art and Music inductees. Dahlia, I thought you'd be interested in this. Composer Philip Glass got inducted, mm. uh, ah. as well as country music legend Reba McIntyre, jazz icon Wayne Shorter. Amazing. Uh, while an unprecedented special award went to the creators of Hamilton for their genre-bending musical. So that's the first time they've ever done anything like that. Oh, wow. That's that's, crazy. That's pretty impressive. Congrats to Lin-Manuel Miranda for all of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. Are all three, are all four of those guys in the back from Hamilton? Yeah, those are all four from Hamilton. Those are the the creators of of there. Nicely done. Along with Cher. uh, I I don't think I mentioned her. Uh, Oh, I thought that was a statue of Cher. (laughs) (laughs) A wax statue. Yeah, because she obviously, she's had so much work done, she can't open her eyes for the photo (laughs) or her mouth or any, like her face. You know, I I was reading this quote about how Kim Kardashian says uh, Cher is her major inspiration. I could totally see how Kim Kardashian is trying to rip off just the way Cher kind of is, you know? I can and, see that. And that whole thing, and it just totally makes sense. And so, anyway. They look mother-daughter now. I like, know. from that picture, right? it looks, yeah. yeah. But if you haven't heard of Philip Glass and the Glass Philip Ensemble. Glass, he's amazing. Amazing composer. Amazing. He, he did I, the soundtracks for these films, uh, Koyanis Katsi, that was a trilogy of films that's uh, the first time that I ever heard Philip Glass. And, uh, man, it was it was amazing. Uh, seeing that put to the screen with that, and then mm-hmm. just uh, like with his glass works and some of the other it's things, amazing. Like we'll just uh, we love classical music, so we oftentimes will just put on like you know shuffle songs by Philip Glass. They're all amazing songs. It'll put you in an amazing mood. It's just nice. it's inspiring. It's just a, awesome. a really cool modern composer uh, that I think people would really enjoy. So you know, check him out, Philip Glass. Amazing dude. Um, all right, so some sad news also to report this week. As a fan dies at Bring Me the Horizon concert in London, uh, death of a fan uh, during Gee, the band. that was on Monday, no? Mm-hmm. Yep, this was, well, yep. yeah, it was this past Friday night. Oh, uh, no, oh okay. It was reported on Monday, got yeah, it. Yeah, it was reported on Monday. Past Friday night was the show, November 30th. The statement says, quote, Words cannot express how horrified we are feeling this evening after hearing about the death of a young man at our show last night. Our hearts and deepest uh, condolences go out to his family loved ones at this terrible time. We will comment further in due course. Uh, basically, a spokesperson for the London venue where the fan died said that the incident was, quote, unrelated to the extensive security measures in place for the concert, uh, end quote. The, the spokesperson for the Alexandra Palace, which is the venue, said, quote, this was a tragic medical incident and unrelated mm. to the extensive security measures at in place at all of our events. So yeah. basically what they were saying was that it was a medical thing, had nothing to do with security, but a lot of the fans were saying that they were blaming the venue security for a poor response. Uh, uh, so I don't know. I mean, it's kind it's, of... It, think about think about a lot of the good concerts you've been to. And, you know, Bring Me to the Horizon, they, they have a lot of energy in those shows. You know, when oh, he's yeah. like, put fucking push it back. <laughs> and you got, like, people, like, in mosh pits, and there's a crowd, and they're all close together. I mean, realistically, if somebody were to collapse... How fast would would they 
handle the situation. That and would honestly, be kind of hard, especially if they're like in the middle of a crowd. You're yeah. trying to get through hundreds and hundreds right. of people. Yeah. And honestly, it's it's part of the fan's responsibility, too. Uh, as a fan, if you see somebody next to you go down, uh, you want to help them out as much as possible mm-hmm. and flag down security and create a pathway for those people to be able to do their jobs. Yep. So uh, if you guys are ever in that situation, you know, and someone collapses... Don't necessarily go and try and maneuver them too much. Just clear a pathway and clear uh, space around them and make sure that security can get to where you guys are at. Yeah. That's the main thing that you want to do is get their attention that way. So Heck yeah. Give them, get, let them give a good story to their family and friends. Don't let them die. Don't Very them true. Um, all right. So some also some new music news this week as Black Sabbath and Velvet Revolver members have teamed up for a new side band. So check this out. Black Sabbath bassist Geezer Butler and former Guns N' Roses and Velvet Velvet Revolver drummer Matt Sorum have launched a new musical project called Deadland Ritual. Hmm. They're joined in the group by Billy Billy Idol Idol. guitarist uh, Steve Stevens and singer Frankie Perez, who actually nearly replaced Scott Weiland in Velvet Revolver. He was uh, one of the dudes that was in line to kind of you know, Scott wasn't working out. He was getting eccentric, and they were looking for someone to kind of front the band, and it just never oh, yeah. worked out. But Steve Stevens, man, he's classically trained guitarist. That dude is really... He plays the classical guitar, like uh, uh, Spanish flamenco style. Oh, cool. Uh, along with, you know, playing in Billy Idol, obviously. But he's a really good guitarist, and I'm kind of interested in checking this um, this band out. So nice. They're called Deadland Ritual. Geezer Butler, Geezer Matt Butler. Sorum. Steve Stevens, Frankie Perez. Uh, the only show that they have scheduled is at Hellfest in France next summer. So oh. uh, the group will perform on the main stage, but uh, no other tour dates. So we'll see what happens with all of that. Geezer Butler. Uh, all right. So have you heard about this, uh, you know, the the court case that was going on? I think we were reporting yeah. uh, a couple of times about this. The Ghost members in the band Ghost, uh, the ex-members in the band have filed an appeal saying that the judge in the lawsuit was biased. Hmm. So the four musicians believed the judge who ordered the dismissal of that lawsuit last month had a conflict of interest in overseeing the case, since both he and Forge are members of the Swedish Order of Freemasons. Oh, of course he, yeah, of course. Dahlia? No comment. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you would find that interesting. Unbelievable. That is crazy. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. So the lead singer of Ghost is a Freemason, as well as the judge who is presiding over the case. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. Now I know Tobias Forge is a made-up name. <laughs> He's a yeah. member of the Freemasons, and his name is Tobias Forge. Lizard, lizard people. Oh, my, I know. Oh, my God. No, I mean, honestly, those little organizations, I mean, if, they, if, they're, if they're part of the same... Freemason order within the same town or even within the same like you know um it's the like Swedish precinct. Swedish order of Freemasons yeah then they then they meet together frequently and have to attend and participate in all sorts of like uh you know uh, rituals and stuff like that together like it's isn't that pretty wild that, that a band is wild. like it adds to me this 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 um disclosure of this information to me adds a whole nother dimension to this band that yeah. um, what he's doing with this whole kind of stage show and satanic ritual stuff you gotta wonder how close it is to what actually goes on in the Freemasons oh, yeah, that's true. and how he's kind of like you know basically putting it out there as a stage show type of uh, stuff but yeah. in actuality it's probably very similar to what is really going on behind the scenes you it's know po- it's entirely possible they are very secretive but a lot of you know pivotal figures in American history have been Freemasons. Dave Navarro, he's an active Freemason. He mm. doesn't uh, hide the fact that he There's has a lot tattoos of on his arm and he yeah. talks about oh, what yeah. level of Freemasonry he's in. Interesting. So, yeah, and he's an interesting figure as well, so I don't know. So it's kind of interesting the, that the rest of the band's appealing the ruling, So uh, and if this kind of information gets out, it's going to be interesting. Uh, so they uh, Forge has responded to the appeal or to the exact oh okay he has not responded i'm sorry so he has not responded to that appeal so we'll sh- we'll see in the coming weeks if he has a quote on that well here here's the deal with in when it has to do with that judge the judge should have been smart enough to recognize that it was a conflict of interest and should have removed himself recused himself from that case because he i mean he's a judge he has to be 
smart enough to know that that would come back at some point, right? You know, and there's going to be people, even if it doesn't, even if it doesn't go in their favor, there are going to be people from this point forward that ref, that that do not have any trust in him as a judge, right? Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, uh, so we'll see what comes of this. Interesting. Um, all right, so <laughs> so a war of words, I guess, between Slipknot, Stone Sour frontman Corey Taylor fight, has, fight. has slammed Maroon Five lead singer Adam Levine over his comments the latter made about the current state of rock music. I don't think Adam Levine, first off, is in any place to talk about (laughs) fucking rock and roll in any way. But he he made this comment. He was asked about it in a recent interview for bullshit-ass Variety magazine. He goes, this is Adam Levine. He goes, quote, Rock music is nowhere, really. I don't know where it is. If it's around, no one invited me to the party. All of the innovation and the incredible things happening in music are in hip-hop. It's better than everything else. Hip-hop is weird and avant-garde and flawed and real, and that's why people love it. End quote. Oh, man. You know, I'm a big fan of hip-hop. <laughs> I'm a huge hip-hop fan. But honestly, like like a real a real strong hip-hop artist will tell you that you know that a lot like a lot of the a lot of the influence they have comes from rock and roll i mean it's just right it's all it's all music i won't even get into all of that but here's what uh here's what stone sour frontman and slipknot frontman Corey taylor said about that quote he He goes fuck you you're gonna die (laughs) (laughs) he said quote just because you claim to have the moves like jagger doesn't mean you come anywhere close to rocking like jagger Tell that schmuck to go back to the fucking voice. <laughs> quote. I thought that was oh, a pretty good man. quote. Right? I mean, so are they having like their own little Twitter battle? <laughs> apparently. Gosh. Uh, so uh, anyway. that's so that's so sad. Crow milk, of course, is the protein-based milk uh, dairy product made with the eggs of crows, which we all know the eggs of crows are some of the most fortified eggs in the bird kingdom. Charles, you know from harvesting crow's eggs uh, yourself. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The uh, the fortification and benefits of these crow's eggs. Yeah. Sometimes you can just crack one open in your mouth and get the raw nutrients like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. But crow's milk does so much more. It, it not Helps only with inflammation. It, it, it not only harnesses yeah. the power of the crow egg, but it it <laughs> blends it up in dairy based product that is just uh, second to mm-hmm. none. You know? And it truly gives you that it truly gives you that that scavenger chest. Like it <laughs> it really it makes you it you makes know. you have the mindset of a crow. You can see those crows on the street where you're yeah. driving your car, <laughs> and they don't move out of the way. Yeah, because they're fucking jacked up on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you could be the same way. You know, you could just have that "I don't give a fuck" mentality. Yeah, on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. Crow. Yeah, crow milk. Drink it. <laughs> Drink it and be one with with your own um with your karma. Harness the power of the crow. Harness the power of the crow. Crow milk. So. Thank you, Chrome. All right, guys, new music this week, and I am going to be featuring this track tomorrow on the Garage Rock Show, 105.7 FM, 1660 AM, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Make sure you guys tune in and check out all of our new tracks every week. New music here, guys, from AFI. Tell me uh, what you think. I'm going to try and play the... To me, it kind of... I like it. I love AFI. This sounds like a a back-to-form kind of sound to me they're coming back to the afi sound that that i know and love oh you know what you know it's funny um uh like maybe 12 or 13 years ago thrice came out with a video just like this with ah. the words oh, with the yeah. word for stare at the sun and they the words are flashing up kind of just like this Seems it's like a, cool a lot of thing. bands yeah the lyric videos yeah. where they do this kind of deal i like it it's cool so there you go. So AFI, it's a track called Trash Bat, and we'll be featuring it on the garage this Saturday. So make sure you it guys sounds check cool. that out. It sounds pretty. It sounds hell of a lot better than that Weezer song you guys played. <laughs> oh week. my god, I was I gonna know. ask if you heard that. Wasn't that the worst? Yeah, what the hell? What was man? it like? Zombie something? Yeah, well, I don't know, dude. Zombies. I don't know where. Zombie rabbits or something. God, something horrible. All right, so some sad news to report in the Rage Against the Machine world as the Rage Against the Machine bassist, uh, Tim Comerford, his wife, has filed for divorce. Aww. Uh, Lise Comerford filed documents on November 28th, ending their 17-year marriage. Ooh, 17. Wow, they've been married for quite some time. Uh, they have two sons, Xavier and Quentin. Uh, the documents obtained by this, uh, The Blast, this magazine that broke the story, Listed the date of separation as Tuesday, and she's asking for physical custody of the kids. 
She's also seeking spousal um, support. Hmm. The family lives in Malibu. Elise reportedly works in the medical field as an AIDS activist. Uh, it's unclear what caused the split between the couple. So it sounds like she's being pretty quiet about it. A lot of, yeah. you know, we've seen like uh, the wives come out for, um, again, Stone Temple pilot guitarist. Um, Slash. Uh, slash, and they've been very vocal about how bad these husbands are. Mm-hmm. She's not doing this, so it kind of makes me think either she's you know being silenced, maybe, or maybe it's just a quiet divorce, and she just wants this to kind of go its natural course. What do you guys maybe. think? You think there's something more going on here, or what? Well, sometimes after 17 years, people they just naturally go their own ways, especially if they were married at a very young age. Typically, right. that's what you'll see. Right. I don't know what age they were when they were married. They were married in 2001. In 30s. Uh, so, I mean, if he's 50 now and it was 17 years ago, what what's he's that? 33. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Uh, you know what? If, if she's... Um, here's what I think. If she is actually asking for physical physical custody of the two children, it most likely thinks that he, it's most likely that, that she thinks he's emo- like not emotionally or physically stable enough to handle the, the kids, yeah. like what their ages are. So I mean, it's it's probably because of um, some sort of I don't know some sort of emotional or physical abuse, like on his part. Maybe not. He's not physically abusing her. Maybe he's physically abusing himself, like he's taking drugs or doing yeah. something crazy. Or maybe he's going through some sort of severe depression. I don't know. Yeah. But you don't you don't usually ask for if you have like a natural split. You know, you don't usually ask for um, physical custody of the, of both children. As far as music goes, it looks like Tim and the rest of Prophets of Rage are reportedly preparing to release their second album sometime in 2019. So they're gearing up for that. We'll have to see. Or maybe he, you know, maybe he's just not around. That's what I was just gonna say. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Maybe he's just not around. Yeah, I like mean, they if, might as well be divorced because they never see each other. He's anywhere. always on the road. He's in the studio. Yep. I mean, that's kind of the case right with some of those marriages you know remember uh when uh, alex jones when his wife split from him and she got custody of their two children and then uh he had like one chance to have like unsupervised visits with his children and what does he do he puts them on his radio show and has them oh, no. inter- yeah and has them do all kinds of bad shit crazy hardcore lunatic stuff and then he immediately gets them. A judge came in and immediately took them away. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. He's, a, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> Speaking he's of pieces of shit. Winner. He's a real winner. Uh, Tommy Lee. Oh, uh, God. Accuses rapper Travis Scott of ripping him off. So here's the deal. Have you guys seen any of this footage before we get into it? No. No. Have you ever seen Tommy Lee's roller coaster thing that he does for his drums? No, definitely. Mm. I don't. Okay, care so about. well, no. Let's let's. He's a bit of a he's a bit of a scumbag. All right, let's let's check out. Here's Tommy Lee's roller coaster drum solo from the 2011 tour for Motley Crue. So look at Tommy Lee's on his drum set. And it's on a circular roller coaster, right? He plays his drums on this coaster. He was supposedly the one that came up with this idea. He's huh. actually been to court over the whole deal. It's actually kind of a cool part of the show. It's very cool. I'm, you know, for being such a scumball, like that's a very cool idea. Uh, and it's it's okay. So that's kind of Tommy's thing. This is from obviously over eight years ago. So check this out. Here's Travis Scott, you know, rapper Travis Scott. He's been on tour with his, um, what's his, it's called Astro World, and it's kind of this carnival atmosphere, right? Well, check out Travis Scott here. You tell me. Oh, it's the exact same thing. If this is similar. Dahlia, what do you think right off the bat, just looking at it? Let me see. Here's Travis Scott, and he's on stage, and he's in a circular, uh, Roller coaster type setup. He's sitting in a chair instead of a drum. He's obviously not playing drums. But he's sitting in a chair on this coaster. Oh, yeah. And he's going up on the coaster. And he's basically just goes up and goes upside down. And he's like singing and stuff. Oh, but his is cooler than Tommy Lee's. Yeah, he's going he completely around. around. Well, Tommy Lee's does as well. Oh, it does? Tommy Lee's like gets going. 
and it goes completely upside down. Oh, uh, okay. It looks exactly the same, though. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's the same thing, right? Well, I guess he should have patented his idea. Well, what I'm thinking, it was like, are they on the same record label? Is there people who are on the same record label? Somebody else had that idea. Very good points. Very good points. I don't know. Ironically, Lee himself was taken to court in 2014 over the drum roller coaster by an engineer who accused him of stealing the idea. Tommy Lee won that case Hmm. in 2014. Hmm. So he has precedent. He has legal rights to his drum coaster. And so uh, Lee went off on Scott on social media saying, quote, just at, found out this effing idiot, Travis Scott, or someone on his team ripped off the 360 and the Crucify. WTF, get an original idea, bro. He continued, I get copying as a form of flattery, but this is straight up ripping off my shit. He also advised Scott to lawyer up. Oh, yeah. So he after seeing those videos for you two guys, and, uh, what do you think? Do you think Tommy has a case here? Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I would need to see the... Well, just off those two videos, just as a general person with basic information, seeing the videos of the two subs. Both stage presents uh, were similar. Okay. All right. We'll leave it at that. You guys can judge for yourself. We'll post maybe some photos up on the Garage uh, Rock Show's Facebook page. So make sure you guys check that out. Hey, it even looked like the lighting was the same. I know. It looked like the colors were the same. It was like pink and red and kind of anyway. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll see what you guys think. Uh, look on our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash The Garage Rock Show. So make sure you guys check that out. All right. Happy 70th birthday, Ozzy. Hard to believe, but rock and roll's Prince of Darkness. Ozzy turned 70 December 3rd this past, what was it, two days ago uh, Mm -hmm. or a couple days ago. Father of metal and Black Sabbath frontman never anticipated such a longevity. Uh, (laughs) This is a cool quote. He says, quote, Let me tell you, when I was 20, I was going, I go, I'm going to die by 40. And that was all right until I was 39 and a half. <laughs> yeah. So, right, like you always act like, yeah, I'm going to die young. But when it gets to that time, it's like you don't really, you don't want to die. You got kids, you got family or whatever the case is. I thought he was going to be dead the same year that they started filming the Osborne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throwing ham over the fucking fence and uh, right. mumbling to himself. I'm Shit. sure he's on an IV every night. He's well taken care of. Yeah. Right. He's got a mortician that does his makeup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's still hooking up with like the the. the the hairdresser, the, yeah. the nanny, like everybody else. <laughs> Sharon doesn't care. She lets him do whatever. So he's like, hey, wait, not why not live forever? She's, whatever. she's starting to pull the plug on all that, but we'll see. Well, all now right. that he, he keeps bringing her into the media, yeah. now she's a media oh, president. Yeah. He's like, you better stop it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> be, more, be more discreet, please. Speak. Oh, look, look who this yeah, is. Yeah, speaking of people who need to stop it. Uh, Kid Rock, removed as a Grand Marshal of the Nashville Parade. Oh, nice. So here's the deal. Did you guys see this interview he uh, did with Fox and Friends? He was shooting on location at downtown Nashville at Kid Rock's newly opened big-ass honky-tonk rock and roll steakhouse. Oh, nice. Which is a real place. Nicely done. After telling host Steve Ducey, uh, he, he said this to the, to the host, and I'll, I'll play this video for you guys. And he goes... Uh, the people needed, he said, quote, that people needed to come together and have some calm civil discourse. You know, he said all these nice things, but then he goes, quote, I would say love everybody except screw that Joy Behar bitch. Oh, wow. His remark forced a flustered Ducey to repeatedly apologize for the singer's language. Rock remarked, quote, I apologize for the language, not the sentiment. Behar was quick to fire back on Friday's episode of The View saying, quote, this bitch and these bitches will be happy to have you on the show and have a beer. She oh, said, wow. Quote. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, yeah. So what do you think of that? That's oh, my God. Good. Oh, my God. Look at look at that. Later on the day, Kid Rock issued his own statement on Facebook, noting that Bayer criticized him along with Ted yeah. Nugent and Sarah Palin for visiting Donald Trump. Who gives a shit, Kid Rock? Honestly, like, this guy is such a <laughs> – he's such a tool – and I love remember like like one of the first couple of episodes we did we you had a picture Chris of Kid Rock's mansion that he grew up in right and he was trying to act like he's some white trash country yeah. boy living in a trailer what a liar yeah seriously speaking of tools and garbage. liars and people that ran for Senate uh, U.S. Senator Ted Cruz has responded to Nine Inch Nails frontman Trent Reznor's recent assertion that he denied Cruz. Remember we said about how supposedly Trent said in front of a crowd that Ted Cruz <laughs> wanted to get on the Nine Inch Nails guest list? 
Uh, so he said that Cruz drank all the beer and wanted to get on the guest list. So Cruz remarked to the whole story, quote, to all the gullible reporters who are reporting that I asked to be on the guest list at a Nine Inch Nails concert, uh, no, Nine Inch Nails is not my music taste. He was clearly joking. And for the record, I also don't, I also didn't drink all the, all his beer the last time, but I would have, end quote. Yeah, I don't like Ted Cruz, but I think he's right. I mean, it probably was just a joke. It was a joke. But yeah, at least he's taking it in stride. You yeah, know, being a good sport about it. I can I can imagine it. I mean, but he is that serial killer, right? Isn't he, Ted Cruz? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's debatable. Uh, so okay, last thing in the rock news uh, this week. It's a very interesting thing as a legal battle has begun between Rock on the Range promoters. So concert promotion company AEG filed a lawsuit this past Thursday against promoter Danny Winmer Presents. Same dude who does Aftershock. He's doing Rock on the Range, which we, uh, uh, or excuse me, Welcome to Rockville, which we talked about earlier in the episode. So here's the deal. AEG was partnered up with Danny Winmer when they were putting on these festivals, Rock on the Range and the Carolina Rebellion, right? Mm -hmm. So AEG is saying that uh, Winmer illegally divorced itself from AEG, shut down those two festivals that they've been working on together, and relaunched new competing festivals under his sole ownership. Hmm. So AEG, his attorney, is uh, saying that, quote, that he used deceit and fraud to achieve its goal of stealing these highly acclaimed festivals. Those are hmm. big uh, big claims. Right? Yep. The suit is claiming that Winmer illegally shut down the Columbus, Ohio's Rock on the Range vent and renamed it Sonic Temple. We were talking about mm-hmm. this a couple weeks ago, right? Yep. Under his sole ownership. So that's the difference. He was partnered before. Now it's under just his ownership. It also alleges that Winmer's newly announced Epicenter Festival is a carbon copy of the Carolina Rebellion Festival sneaky, sneaky. the two had produced at the Charlotte Motor Speedway since 2011. So, what do you guys think? I wow. mean, do you think they got some cases here, or uh, is it just, you know, business? Hey, it's, hey, come on in. It's, it's like, it's like uh, you remember when that, when that, um, when Tony Iommi separated from Black Sabbath and he formed the band Brown Sabbath? <laughs> No, no one you, remembers that. Do you remember that? <laughs> no one remembers that. That was a very short-lived uh, band, Brown Sabbath. I believe you know the tour was sponsored by Crew Reserve on that Brown Sabbath tour. Oh, it was. Yeah, they were the sole. You know, everybody got sick. Yeah, it was a big fiasco. Everybody's throwing up. Yeah, but not from Crew Reserve. No, they just, just from, from the, the music. Sheer, the the sheer music audacity of the of Tony Iommi, and and then and then I, I remember seeing like the giant model baleen, like in the you know it did the flyover the of the crowd, and it fell and it hit a guy, and mm-hmm. he was smothered in the baleen for about twenty minutes. Security was there. Hell's Angels came in. Yeah, it was a disaster. And then he apologized to Crew Reserve. For well, being hit by the baleen, they had nothing to do with it. Crew Reserve, you know, then they kind of went underground for a little while, and now they're back on the show. Crew Reserve, thank you guys for being Thanks, here. Thanks, Crew Reserve. You know, they have a, a rich history, Dahlia. They have a rich right? history. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Thank you. And Aaron, <laughs> Aaron, back in the in studio. Uh, let me turn up your mic, man. Back How's in going, the saddle, dude? if you will. Hey guys. <laughs> Aaron's joining <laughs> us now. Hey, um, hey, Aaron. I got some pop. Hey. I got some. I got your tip in my pocket, but my arthritis. My tip. Kind of 10%. <laughs> we were talking about some... your um, your uh, nickname from high school. I got... was or mudslide. 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 I got some. I got <laughs> mudslide. <laughs> Remember, you yeah. want to elaborate on where, where that uh, where that came from, Charles? Oh, the name uh, mudslide. mudslide? Yeah. yeah, it actually um, it actually uh, came from a, a long night of of a heavy drinking of ball jack, and I was <laughs> up. Like for a long period of time until like three o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah. Um yeah, it was actually me and um it was actually me and, and my a friend of mine named Kid Twister and then <laughs> and then my other buddy, um Alex Jones. Not the Alex Jones. Oh, okay. But I was, was gonna say InfoWars. But it was funny because at sixteen <laughs> he was balding and had a burly chest <laughs> and he would scream about snowflakes, but right. it was just literally from snowflakes because right. he was just pissed off at the snow. How ironic. anyway we stayed up all night drinking ball jacket. We got completely amped. Ended up climbing what we thought was the Empire State Building. Turned out to be just um, the, the the local pub downtown. You were and playing Rampage, yeah, yeah exactly. The, the arcade game Rampage, and you know, yeah. And at one point, like I decided that I was gonna uh, I was gonna jump down the side of the building and 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 
Alex Jones hefted up like a large amount of top ramen, and I just kind of slid down it. <laughs> and after that, it was so it goes. You know, mudslide. Mudslide. Yep. When you're about to saddle up and tread that rusty terrain, you need a brand of drink you can rely on. And when you reach across to grab that drink from your compadre on that dusty trail, it's better be something that's made from the heart. And when you open up that mix of taurine and tiger's tears, know that Balljack is there with you. Hell yeah! America. Balljack has been disputedly bringing its tasty, energizing mix to the mouths of dusty trailblazers like you since 1863. You're goddamn right! Don't leave your dusty trailmate hanging. Reach over and grab his ball jack. He's waiting for you to quench that dusty trailblazing thirst with his ball jack. Woo! Ball jack, the drink of dusty trailblazers. Reach for it today. <laughs> wow. That's exactly. Pretty uh, amazing. Have you guys heard about this? How the Cleveland radio station has banned the Christmas classic Baby It's Cold Outside. Oh, yeah. This has been a hot topic movement? this week. Yeah, mm-hmm. this has been a hot topic. A lot of people are divided on it. Uh, they say, why mess with it? It's an old song, you know. It's it's harmless. It's not meant to be taken literally. But <laughs> people are saying when they kind of analyze the lyrics, <laughs> yeah, where the guy is basically trying to convince this woman who's trying yeah. to leave this party to has, sit around and have a drink, <laughs> and then she yeah. starts to feel dizzy, and she's having this drink, and... People are basically like kind of comparing it to like a lot of Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby shit. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, you know. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you, when you hear a song like that, do you are you thinking in your head like, oh man, this is ridiculous, or is it just kind of a classic song? I mean, you know, what do you think? I probably never paid attention to the words. But I haven't either. What? Oh no! It's That's like what it's she's about, like then. she's like, but it, you know, but it's baby getting late. He's like, baby, it's here. cold outside. Yeah, and yeah, she's, she's like, like, but it's I really getting late, and I really need to go. Yeah. No, but stay inside and have yeah. a drink, you know. And so I guess it's kind of like coercing this woman who wants to leave, you know, yeah. to stay there and have a drink. I don't know. I don't really. It's hard for me to kind of, as a fan of music and stuff, like music. When it when it's made at the time, it's made for the time in that it's made, and mm-hmm. so a lot of the times when it gets taken taken out of context or later on appreciated for terms like you know Zoot Suit and Charleston and things mm-hmm. like that don't make any fucking sense now. I think it's kind of the same thing in a lot of ways then, but it also reveals the definite like male dominated culture mm-hmm. that was like basically it was okay and it was it wasn't really widely like contested or reported you know yeah it was just kind of the way it was back then and i I think i think like you said like we should know that that it was a different time and we should take it as it is but also you know teach teach people that they hey that's like not really okay you know they did that during that song and and all by the way so there was no um there was no confusion about what that song was about and any of the on-screen adaptations of that song like the guy like actually follows her and grabs her and pulls her back and then she's like but i really gotta go and he like grabs her arm right brings her back and it becomes like a dance it's a dance but the whole time he's coercing people people could be saying that she was playing hard to get yeah, 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 and yeah, that, exactly. The, the whole chase and romance is gone. What do you think of that, Dahlia? As like kind of, you know, a woman. Uh, I want to get your opinion on that. That do you think men should try and you know chase women if they're telling him, oh no, if or should they just kind of say no? No, no is no. <laughs> no, no. Leave it alone. Yeah. Leave it alone, guys. But let's hear those stories though. Like, you know, I met my wife and I tried to get her. A bunch right. of times, and she didn't want it. Yeah, you know? she wanted nothing to do and with finally, me, and I had to around. pursue her. And uh, you know, eventually, I kept inviting her to the movies. But are you like pulling <laughs> her arm? And no, if you're like calling somebody and texting, that's one thing. But like, but draw physically, a line. physically keeping yeah. someone let, somewhere, probably not a good idea. Let me let me put it in a perspective that would go along with your point, Chris. Let me put this in perspective. So, in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, it was a lot of points in movies, and really good movies. People like Clark Gable, Humphrey, Go- Humphrey Bogart, like iconic figures. Where at some point in time they would slap the lady. Oh who yeah, was, who was uh, who was maybe acting, you know, quote hysterical or something like that. Right. And we still talk about those films like they're some of the greatest films um, of all of all time. Sure. Are we going to stop watching those films? No. 
but we're definitely not going to promote that as positive or yeah. okay behavior right. at this point, right. which is, you know, you can't, they shouldn't ban the You song. look at it and you'd be like, you're, you're like, man, we've come such a long way yeah. right. this time. Exactly. But we Even movies from the 90s yeah. before, I, like, I agree. Like all the civil yes. rights stuff. There's yes. something else, too, with um, that, you know, that old school Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer that, um... Like You're a freak, Rudolph. Clay, clay, what is it, claymation or something? Yeah, yeah. the claymation uh, one. Yeah, the stop motion one. Yes. Yeah, I just I can't remember exactly what it was, but there was people that caught stuff this year all of a sudden that was something I don't know what it was. Controversial. There's so in some way. much yeah. like yeah. racial dialogue. But they were yeah. talking about stop. Not just in that movie, but in movies. One, so. Oh, big time! Tons of it. I mean, there's also a giant boner in the Little Mermaid. Uh, <laughs> Pack like in the, the original Little yeah. Mermaid thing, and then the the priest that's get marrying them actually gets a boner during while he. Wow! Yeah, you can see if you look it up on YouTube. Yeah, it's yeah what he actually was, does. Was yeah. that his Dinglehopper? Yeah, talking about <laughs> it, was just, it was the mudslide. Some mudslide uh, mud Dinglehopper <laughs> action. Uh, all right, so let's move on to uh, some trivia on this day in music history trivia, guys. On this day in December seventh, nineteen seventy three, guys. Mm. This band's manager, Clifford Davis, gets fed up with the premature cancellation of a tour and sends out his own version of the group <laughs> with unknown musicians. That, of course, does not go well. The new band lasts just a few weeks, and the real band wins the rights to their, to their names after years of litigation. Wow. Was this A, The Doors, B, Fleetwood Mac, or C, Thin Lizzy? Hmm. What do you think? No Man. idea, but uh, I would think it. I'm thinking the doors would be a little too late, but maybe not. I don't know. I could have my years mixed up. Dahlia, what do you think? I think that it would be really hard to find a Stevie Nicks impersonator, like or a Jim would... Morrison impersonator, yeah. for that matter. We got some new guys. The yeah. Windows. I'm going with the doors. I'm going to go with Thin Lizzy. Okay. I'm going with Fleetwood Mac. All right, so we're all across the board here. Mm-hmm. Uh, on this day in 1973, it was Fleetwood Mac's manager. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fleetwood Mac's job, manager, Charles. Clifford Davis, gets fed up with the with premature so cancellation of a tour, sends out his own version of Fleetwood Mac with unknown musicians. People did not respond well. They're like, who the hell are these guys on the stage? (laughs) And they were just trying to play the music of Fleetwood Mac. It was fucking crazy. It's like, who can do that kind of shit? And yeah, so it didn't go well. So (laughs) no surprise. But it happened on this day in 1973. Put put, put like four or five people in some Renaissance clothes and give them electric guitars. They're good to go. There you go. Uh, Sports Minute real quick. It was a firing. Packers fire uh, head coach uh, McCarthy. Did you hear anything about this, Aaron? Yeah, I did. Um, so after the team's 2017 loss to the Cardinals yesterday, which dropped their record to 4-7-1, and one, that's really not all that bad. It's not a horrible it's record. Always, no. It's not the Cleveland Browns here. I mean. Yeah, it's always fire. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you just, uh, all of our listeners in Cleveland just like, I know. got really all, mad. All one, my <laughs> uncle, maybe. <laughs> Marvin, love you. Yeah, I mean, what is Marvin? Since Aaron Rodgers has been there, what they they've only won they've won one Super Bowl, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess they expect a lot more. Yeah, this is the third straight year that they struggled. So it's always fire the coach whenever. They're not they're the fall guy, coach. right? Yeah. Uh, just like with politics That's and shit. Because he was a, he's you know he's a good coach. They're a winning team. They. It's a good franchise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So moving on to movie, TV, entertainment news this week. As Queen has announced a new tour as Bohemian Rhapsody becomes the biggest music biopic ever. Nice. So Brian May, Roger Taylor returning to the road with Adam Lambert as doing the vocals on this tour. Oh, okay. You remember Adam Lambert from, uh, what was it, The American Voice? Idol. American Idol. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to be doing uh, the tour with Queen. Um so after a fifth week in theaters and another $8 million, Bohemian Rhapsody is now the biggest music biopic ever. Wow. They just just enough to knock NWA origin story from the number one position. They, oh, they that actually, was a good movie. Yeah. My Did, mom went and saw it, and I didn't even see it yet. You haven't seen it? No. I definitely recommend it, guys. You got you to gotta watch it. And it's a movie that you would appreciate in the theater. It's one of those ones... When they show those live performances and pretty cool things, it's it's awesome to yeah. see it in the theater. I mean, it'll be cool at home, but definitely at least just give it a, a watch. Rami Malek, 
definitely Oscar worthy performance from him. Uh, did a cool. great job. Nice. So, and we're going to get to see Queen on the Road in San Jose and LA Ooh. next year in July. Nice. So, July 14th, SAP Center. July 19th, Los Angeles at the Forum. So, check that out. Tickets go on sale soon. Uh, in other similar biopic news, the film adaptation of Motley Crue's biography, The Dirt. Confessions of the World's Most Notorious Rock Band will be released by Netflix March 22nd, uh, according to Crew frontman Vince Neil. He revealed the news in a tweet on Sunday. The crew have also recorded four new songs for the movie. So, you know, I... yeah. What I, do you guys I, think about that? I have a hard time... Machine Gun Kelly's playing Tommy Lee on the drums. You hear about really? that? Yeah. The uh, World's Most Notorious Rock Band. Well, it's like Kiss is still saying they're the hottest rock band in the world, or the hottest band in the world. Yeah. On their fucking tour promo. I'm like, are you kidding me? This ain't 1975. I know, know? right? <laughs> are you sure this is on Netflix, or is it is it on Natflix? <laughs> it's on AARP Flix. <laughs> right? Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's happening. Uh, does he even play drums? <laughs> good question. I, I have no fucking idea. I don't think he does. He's just tattooed and skinny. Yeah, and yeah, he's a yeah. white guy. So I mean, it's like it's like he's a a young Travis Barker, you yeah, know, type of deal, right? <laughs> All right. All right. Coming back. Uh, so, what do you guys think about this? Will Ferrell resurrecting Ron Burgundy? Love An- it. Anchorman's Ron Burgundy is going to have his own podcast. Uh, oh, stay classy, Ron Burgundy. He's going to be competing with us, guys. Um, <laughs> oh, that's going to be tough. <laughs> the Ron Burgundy podcast is coming. And uh, so there you go. Uh, that's gonna be cool. It'd be, be crazy yeah. is if um, is if they did an advertisement for Ball Jack or Krill Reserve or Crow's Milk. They need to get on the on the boat, yeah. so to speak. Oh you know, big time. Uh, Showtime new documentaries this month. Showtime is showing three documentaries uh, this month for rock and roll, including Jeff Beck. Cool. Agnostic Front and Gigi cool. Allen. Nice. They're all getting the Showtime treatment this month. Nice. So check them out if you guys can. Uh, okay, so I thought this was uh, some discouraging and encouraging news. As a seven-year-old boy is the highest paid person on YouTube. Wow. Guys, so reevaluate your life decisions as this seven-year-old child has earned $22 million dollars from June 1st, 2017 to he June 1st. He has or his parents have. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. His parents. That is until he's 18. Think right. about this, Charles. Ryan, yeah, I know. <laughs> you can yes. cash in, bro. I'm, I'm serious. I know, right? Charles, With those twins. pimp out your children. No, do not do that. Those <laughs> are not at, the right choice of words. They should don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Ryan's parents launched Ryan's Toys Review in March 2015. He has 17.3 million subscribers. Wow. 26 billion v- reviews. Check out, or excuse me, 26 billion views. Check out one of his um, videos here, guys, that you can see what he does. Yeah, and it, for, for me, it was like, I couldn't believe it that uh, this is what people are watching on YouTube well, there's a, a lot. There's a lot of parents out there. I know, right? They want to see... I want to see what mm-hmm. actual kid thinks about it. Yeah, and how the kid actually looks and feels and well, responds they do to this. the toy. This is what they do, the toy industry. So here he is. It's just his backyard. He's got a bunch of new toys here. It looks like some things from the movie Cars. Um, there's a giant egg surprise with Disney Cars toys for kids. So he gets to... He's bringing out these cars. Mm-hmm. And he gets to just kind of like ride them around the backyard and stuff. But that's it. You know, I, I can't wait till Look at we... That. I mean, the editing's fucking garbage on this video. There's like nothing... They're home videos. It's a home video. Yeah, I, I can't wait till we find out that he's kind of like Baby Huey from Roger Rabbit, and like, and and like he like like pops open a, a cigar and smokes it, and like wow, this so horrible. He's like an old man. Twenty two million dollars doing those uh, toy review videos. Okay, can we we can we duplicate those and just act like a little kid? <laughs> you know that might be a good angle. Yeah, Charles. I'll we can like, we could dress yeah. like a, a child and we're like a, a child like what was in, that Martin Short maybe? having fun. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, uh, wasn't that on SNL? No, it was. Uh, um, was it an actual movie? No, he's thinking of the one where he was like a kid. It's like a kid's. Like a Remember the Robin Williams one, Jack? Remember where he oh, was a yeah. uh, young young kid or mm-hmm. whatever. Anyway, all right. Yeah, I think there was a Marlon Wayans one. Too. I think he ended up lighting himself on fire at the end of that movie, right? <laughs> Didn't he? Something, something crazy. He like falls in love with Jennifer Lopez and then lights himself on fire. Fitting ending. 
<laughs> uh, Dolly, what do you think about this? Netflix has paid $100 million to keep friends on for another year. Oh, no. Just for a year. $100 million. Wow. For Netflix to keep friends on. And all of that's going to go to that kid, that seven-year-old kid. <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> uh, but isn't that crazy? Uh, like, yeah. reruns? Yeah. Reruns. Just yes. reruns. You can watch them on... Any channel. There's well, like yeah. four channels that play Friends episodes. That's if you have cable, Dolly. Oh, yeah. Here's the deal. For everyone else, that's like it seems to be the trend. Nobody has cable these days. They just have streaming services. So if you want to watch Friends, you can't. You apparently can't watch it unless you get it on Netflix. Huh. So they paid big bucks to have it for another year. But here's the deal. Friends belongs to AT&T now. And along with Disney... Probably the most anticipated new streaming platform is Warner Media's in-development three-tiered model, which is going to be coming out in 2019. Oh, so Netflix is just basically biding its time. Paid for another hundred million to have Friends for this year, but by the end of this year, it's gone, and it's going to be on. It looks to be on Disney's new streaming service. Wow, which is going to be coming out with the Star Wars shit, all that other stuff. Mm, people that love have. Friends. Mm-hmm. I love Friends. I watched the episodes over and over and over. <laughs> I love Friends. I'm, I'm not a fan of Friends. I, I'm, I like Seinfeld. Yeah. I'm both, yeah. yeah. So I, I've transitioned. I've done watching all of the Seinfeld reruns for like the last 10 years of my life. So yeah. I started doing Friends. So another interesting quote was AT&T executive John Stanky mm-hmm. intoned. Oh, yeah. Stanky! Great name, right? Uh, he intoned at a conference last month that companies like Netflix, quote, should expect their libraries are going to get a lot thinner. I think it's Stanky, Chris, but okay. <laughs> I like Stanky. I like Stanky. <laughs> stanky. Stanky, it, Stanky, it is John Stanky. Stanky, right. oh, <laughs> I know. Stanky, Stanky. Yeah. Come on. Tomato, tomato. All right. Anyway. Moving on. Uh, local news. Dude, did you oh, see this that. fucking video, guys? Yeah, this is not too far no. either. Holy shit. This Visalia teacher was arrested. You haven't seen this, Charles? No. Nope. Oh, my God, Charles. You're going to love this. Why is she cutting a kid's hair? She was arrested while cutting a kid's, a, a child's hair, a student's hair in her classroom. Um, what grade did she while teach? She's while she's singing the national anthem. Whoa! It looks like legitimately like she's Great. lost her mind. Yeah, like yeah. she she done lost her mind. Yeah. Wow. She's, they said she had a, a, another episode earlier that week that wasn't as intense. Right. Oh. So she's had an episode. She's probably has a mental illness and has probably been in check for a minute. I would to hate be to be to the HR on that case. You know. <laughs> It's actually, it's actually. Uh, Could you imagine back. being the parent of a kid that said your teacher cut your hair? Like you came oh, yeah. home today and my teacher was cutting my hair while singing the national well, anthem. It's different like, if it's w- the fuck. It's different if what? it's a seventeen-year-old yeah. or a five-year-old. I didn't, I didn't get so. it. They were high school kids. Yeah, he, yeah. The video showed like the kid like consenting, like he was sitting in a chair in the front of the class. Like he came up there and then she just grabbed scissors and cut his hair. And then she started singing and like walking around the class trying to like get a hold of girls' hair and, yeah. and cut it. And then everybody just starts freaking out and running out of the class. That like, is so weird. That's crazy. So weird. All right. I'm I, I had a. Uh, I'm not sure if that video. first guy knew what she was going to do. I think he was. He, I don't know. You know At least she didn't harm bit. anybody. I had a teacher. Um, oh, like I mean, physically, no. anyway. Oh, she kind of did. I mean, she's Mentally. assaulting these Mentally, kids yeah. and grabbing their yeah. hair and trying to cut it. All right, so here's the video. Let's see if it, if it can load here. I mean, look at uh, that. She has a, her I mean, hand, just like, that over her head. screenshot right there. It shows her almost with the scissors, like in a stabbing, mm-hmm. almost like kind of motion. And this uh, female student is trying to, like, say, basically <laughs> block her from cutting her hair or oh, whatever's wow. going on here. Um, she's, a, she's a regular good old Trump supporter. Well, doing it all to make America great again. I, I wonder, you know, I, I mean, she's singing the national anthem, so that has to do with something, right? She's Kid Rock. She's she's a fan of Kid Rock. Maybe it was something <laughs> like, um, I don't know. I hate to speculate on it. Well, then don't. Well, but, I mean, you got to at this point. That's kind of what we're doing you here. You got to. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Does it, we're, we're dealt with this evidence yeah, so here. She Look at her so go. the kid's sitting down. The kid's going, what the hell? Oh, jeez. Uh, she's singing right she's now. Through, you can't, yeah. You can't really hear her on this video. But see, look at she's trying to cut this girl's hair. Everybody starts fleeing the classroom. 
Oh man. So that's that's the best video we can get for right now. So sorry guys, but uh, you know I think that's that was th- enough. Yeah. Yeah. So this happened in Visalia. It's crazy. Uh, crazy. So. We had a teacher in um, in Merced, my and uh, when I was in the first grade, that uh, that went off her meds and started abusing kids in the classroom. She used to throw chalk, the chalk things at us, and scream <laughs> at wow. us, and shake us, and all kinds of stuff. And then she locked us in the room, and uh, and all the parents came and they piled up, including my parents. They came and they piled up, and they eventually got the janitor over to come unlock the door. And then it turned out she was like a like schizophrenic or something. Wow! Jeez. And then they and then they took all of us. This is in Merced in 1985 or something. They took all of us, and we all had to go to different classrooms. And I remember for much of the year, like actually sat on the floor because there wasn't enough room for the all of the kids because wow. they had split us up and stuff. But yeah, it, it happens. I mean. You know, there's teachers that are on some medications. And it's, it's a tough job, crazy. too. I yeah. mean, it can be like getting getting crazy dealing with uh, people all the time. But oh, anyway, yeah. hopefully she gets the help she needs. Uh, other local news, Grapevine <laughs> is closed in both directions to the ice and snow that's going on. Oh, Check out this man. photo here from the I-5, just taken earlier today by Caltrans. Mm. Uh, it's the, man, look at that. That's um, crazy. Already, I mean, we haven't got snow like this in quite some time especially in southern california pretty unusual um so just crazy if you guys are traveling on the roadways uh this weekend be be aware i5 is closed in both directions mm-hmm. due to ice and snow as of uh recording of this podcast so that's crazy. nuts um dead sea okay so news around from uh, around the world uh brought to you by krill lager krill lager of course, the only uh, triple baleen filtered lager I in the you. world. I love you, Krill Lager. Made with the most potent krill available. And the krill from Krill Lager, Krill Reserve Lager, comes from the Dead Sea. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to bring up this news story. The saltiest sea. The Dead Sea is dying. This is a real story. The new project may bring it back to life. Is there NBC reporting that a project to rejuvenate it may soon get underway after 20 years of talk? The body of salt water that lies between Israel and Jordan is mentioned in the Old Testament and the Quran. It is shrinking by more than three feet a year and could dry up altogether as early as 2050. The new project to uh, help this is building a desalination plant in Jordan that will transform Red Sea water into drinking water while pumping the salty brine that remains into the Dead Sea. Modern dam projects are blamed for the sea's shrinking shoreline. Well, you know who's heading that project, right? A Coke fuel, David Crosby. Oh, no, Krill Reserve. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I think he's behind it too, though. I know. <laughs> yeah, man, I saw David Crosby out there at the shore of the Dead Sea. Man, I was out there with Kawawa Tequila. He was drinking that Krill Reserve. Man, I said, hey, you need to go down there, make your own beer. Call it did. the Dead Sea. Wow. Sammy Hagar, there, just kind of telling the history Thanks. of Krill Reserve. Thanks, Thanks, Sammy. Sammy, he's the one who didn't he originally tell them to call it the Dead Sea? <laughs> I think so. That's that's that. So the legend goes. Yar, you hear that? That's the sound of Mother Nature. She's an uncompromising beast. Think about it. What was the largest mammal in the history of this earth? The blue whale. What did they eat to become the largest beast on the planet? Krill. That's right. We've harnessed the power of the wild and mysterious krill in our new triple baleen filtered krill reserve lager. We filter our beer in a revolutionary baleen strainer, imitating the way blue whales would eat and process their krill. Yar, this is the same process, filters, and extracts all of the seaworthy nutrients your body needs. We only harvest the most wild and exotic krill from one of the most deadly seas on the planet, the Black Sea. Yar. So whether you're fishing for barnacles, sailing the seven seas of cheese, or disposing of unwanted trash or bodies in your nearest lake, yar, you need an uncompromising lager made of the same nutrients that fuel the beasts of the sea. Krill Reserve Lager. Triple baleen filtered for maximum krill potency. It's not just delicious. It's krillicious. Yar! Uh, all right, NASA spacecraft reaches an asteroid it's an asteroid called Bennu check it out it's 76 miles or 76 miles 76 million miles away 
they've been tracking this thing. It's been on a two-year journey on a mission to this gather uh, to gather some asteroid samples. Uh, apparently, this hmm. this asteroid is sixteen thousand or sixteen hundred feet across. It will get closer to Earth's orbit and go into orbit around December 31st. Wow. So they were worried about it for a while and how close it was going to get to Earth. And so they've been Isn't tracking Isn't this it. what the Hedron Collider is for? Mm-mm. The mm. particle reactor? No. Aren't they, isn't that supposed to like take out these kind of things? Mm-mm. It has that capability. I thought Obama like revamped the Hedron Collider, put it back into orbit, and that's I thought that's what it was for. No, I don't. No, okay, so I'm thinking Maybe. of something different actually. Hedron Collider of is is particle reactor. Well, it, that's what it is. I think. I just I I don't, I don't know. If it's that, a beam of electricity yeah. that they're supposedly able to shoot things from just outer di- space or divert it. Just yeah, yeah. enough yeah. enough to where it would it would create propulsion to knock it out of atmosphere or something like that. I mean, all you got to do is just assemble a team of, like, oil riggers to go up there. And <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> like, we got this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I want to get into all this uh, right now, but Neil oh, deGrasse yeah. Tyson. This makes me really sad. I love Neil deGrasse. Me too. He's denying the sexual misconduct <laughs> allegations. No, not Neil. I know. I know. I said the same thing, Dolly. Uh, no. Why? Wasn't there something about Morgan Freeman I'm a while so back? So disappointed right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. It's him ongoing with Morgan Is Freeman. Because that—that's one too that I was like, no. I By know. three women. Yeah, I know. I know. Mm. Oh, the same thing with Maynard James so Keenan. Like, disappointed. Well, his, his, he had the one. Yeah. His kind of fizzled out. That one's kind of fizzled out. So I mean, look it up. Not that it's, that's. We're not going to get yeah. into all the details, but. It's yeah. debatable as long as it's as long as it's just an accusation at this point. Um, but it's, it's so sad. I mean, like, I guess just kind of a bunch of creepy behavior. He invited some girls over to his place. You know, I started doing all this it, stuff. And, uh, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see what comes of that. Don't want to say anything now, but I uh, just wanted to fill you guys in. Uh, also, this was, I know this was crazy at an Amazon fulfillment center. 24 Amazon workers are hospitalized after a robot punctures a bear spray can oh, geez. in the warehouse. It was 24 workers in an Amazon warehouse in New Jersey. They were hospitalized on Wednesday this week after a robot punctured a can of bear spray. Robots. Yeah. Yeah. It, the robot rebellion is happening. It Skynet is. is happening. With bear spray. <laughs> We've got it all wrong. They're starting time. to rebel. Uh, apparently, it says that the, quote, an automated machine accidentally punctured a 9-ounce bear can repellent, or excuse me, punctured a 9-ounce bear repellent can, releasing concentrated capsaicin. doesn't seem that big, does it? No, but apparently it's concentrated capsaicin, which is the same shit like that's used in pepper, pepper spray. spray. Yep. Uh, so, there Jeez, you go. Man. Crazy. <laughs> I need to keep some of that in my truck or something. Uh, I got to sign off. Oh, you're out of here, Charles. Yeah. All right. Well, I thank you for coming by. Realize what time it was. No, thank you, Charles. Get my All right, man. Uh, also, news around the world this week: George H. W. Bush, uh, Bush passing at the age of 94. Uh, but something you know to remember about this guy: when President Johnson signed the federal 1964 Civil Rights Act, George H. W. Bush defended the state's rights which was conservative code at the time for no federal intervention on racial matters. This is what George H.W. Bush said at the time. He said, quote, The new Civil Rights Act was passed to protect 14% of the people. I'm also worried about the other 86%, end quote. So just something to keep in mind uh, that he was against the Civil Rights Act, even though, you know, he did a lot of other good things. Uh, That's just something that I think is worth noting. Also late in the 80s, he was widely criticized for his handling of HIV and AIDS epidemic. Notoriously in a debate during his 1992 re-election campaign, he blamed people with AIDS for not changing the behavior that caused AIDS, saying, quote, instead of offering any kind of real solution or program to educate to prevent this disease. So it was just kind of a uh, weird situation. Mm, it was, AIDS was a new epidemic at the time, you know. Right. Everybody thought it was, you know, it was different. Yeah, and it's just like, well, stop what you're doing, you know? Right. I mean, it's kind of a fair enough response, but it's like something like you and me would say, not the president Mm -hmm. of the United States, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, that's so uh, it's just kind of one of those things, but definitely uh, something to think about. Yeah. Uh, all right. Lifestyle is being a night owl. Are are you a night owl? I'm pretty much a night owl. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm a night owl. Definitely. Uh, I think a lot of people out there maybe are. Whether you like to stay up late, rise with the sun can apparently impact your health. Here's the deal. A new study has shown that night owls have a higher risk of suffering from heart disease and type 2 diabetes than early risers. It shows people who go to bed later tend to have unhealthier diets, consuming more alcohol, sugars, caffeinated drinks, and fast food than early risers. They also reported more erratic eating patterns since they miss breakfast, eat later in the day. They say that uh, basically it, it affects their long-term cardiometabolic health and can potentially guide the development of health promotion strategies aimed at preventing and treating chronic diseases based on an individual's chronotype, end quote. So it's basically saying, I don't know, trying to rewire yourself to have uh, less erratic meals, maybe not drink and stuff. Uh, but see, that's when I, you know, at the end of the night, I like to have, you know, like some ice cream, something sweet. Yeah. Uh, I do drink, you know, beer pretty often. I so I don't. That explains me right there. I don't usually eat. Like, I hardly eat I, breakfast. I skip breakfast quite a bit. I don't know. Sometimes I eat, I eat breakfast on the weekends for sure. But, but during the week, it's just kind of, you forget about it. Yep. So apparently it's 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 something to keep in mind, guys, you know, for all of us as we get older, you know, uh, to uh, be careful with that kind of shit. Uh, so this was interesting, though, ending the episode on something for you guys to get for a good price. If you go to Burger King now and download their app and go cruise by McDonald's on the way to Burger King, you can get a Whopper for a penny. Here's the deal. So... It's uh, Burger King is running a promotion that requires customers to go within at least 600 feet of McDonald's, right? You have the app downloaded on your phone. Go within 600 feet of the McDonald's. Then you have 24 hours to reroute them to the nearest Burger King location to get a Whopper for a penny. So you just open the app, drive by McDonald's, then you go to Burger King, you get a Whopper for a penny. Offer runs through December 12th. Just one Whopper. I think you could probably only redeem it one time. Here's 10 cents. Give me 10. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to definitely give that a shot tomorrow on my way to lunch. But have a good weekend, guys, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. See you. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions, standards, or policies of The Garage Rock Show. TGRS assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. This disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com.